0: effectively, but the signatories to this, the people who are really the companies that are really touting how aware they've become, are it seems like actively they're in the vanguard of fighting against those additional rules. Is that perception correct?
1: I'd say so, yeah. I mean, in a sense, if you look at the stakeholder capitalism stuff. I mean, it's kind of like if you had a sport, right? And there were players and they were playing dirty in that sport, let's say soccer or something. And they're playing dirty and they're fouling people. And they've been doing it for 20 years because it helps them win games, right? Then what you're going to find is that when someone tries to close the loophole by saying like, where the hell are the refs? The first thing they're going to say is what ref? Like we don't need refs, you know, good sportsmanship. That's the answer, which is effectively what stakeholder capitalism is, right? It comes in and we probably haven't had smart regulation on key areas for years and so they're and they're trying to keep it away and i think what is the most kind of a little bit annoying about it in a way right is that if you look at what's happening today on one hand they're selling things like stakeholder capitalism right which stakeholder capitalism looks like in 1954 when the cigarette industry put out something called the frank statement to cigarette smokers and they were like we care about your health and we all know afterwards it was just to like Keep regulation away as long as possible, and just muddy the waters. No, no pun intended to, to um, you know, to, to delay regulation. And so that's what stakeholder capitalism is. Who's done more research on the subject than the good people at the American tobacco industry? They say it's harmless. Why would they lie if you're dead, you can't smoke. But the worst part about it is is that they're they're using one hand to delay taxes and regulation and then in the growing social angst that's opening up in between because people are like what the hell are we doing on climate change and look at inequality and spilling into the streets they're using the other hand to sell a bunch of green crap right it's a whole bunch of products that like all of these esg etfs there's no measurable impact out of any of them right They, they can't measure a thing and they're selling it clearly to people who believe that by buying it and paying 43% greater fees, they must be doing some creating some impact that wouldn't have otherwise happened. When well, none of that's the case. And the worst part, all of that is being done under the guise of responsible business, right? And if you stop and think about it, you're kind of like, wait a second, like, you know, if you have a CEO who's 68 or something, it's like clearly in their interest to do it. But it's not clear to me, it's in their own employees interests, right? If you're 20 or 30 or 40 year old at BlackRock, you know, the longer we kick the can down the road on climate change, the worse it's going to be.
0: Oh, credit to uh, Digital Finance Weekly for that wonderful. OK, quiet down. Why, there we go. A nice little clip to try to bring you up on. on it, it's, it's really interesting. We're talking about ETFs and ESGs and other acronyms as well. To sort of illustrate, as I told you at the end of the last show, this is sort of the big reveal. It's the peek behind the curtain to show you the, uh, the inner workings. And to answer the question, why the woke agenda? Why such a strong woke agenda? Why are all the politicians and all of the major Fortune 500 companies all jumping into the climate change? I don't know. You want to call it a myth? You want to call it a debate? It's uh, it's definitely not settled science, as we're all meant to believe reliable weather records have only been kept since 1910 so you want to say in 110 years we've decided based on the records of 110 years we've decided that irrefutably man's carbon footprint is contributing to the demise of the planet well we've apparently as a society moved beyond that now. And uh, one of the systems of control is what's called ESG, environmental social governance. And this is one of the things that has been used as a, weapon against Elon Musk in his bid to liberate Twitter uh, from the woke mob. In simply in an effort to clear the public square, the digital public square of propaganda so that we can have an open and honest conversation with each other and share ideas and find common ground and ultimately unify under these broad goals which we already all agree on it it's it's cyclical we all want to have money we all want to have comfort we all want to have a roof over our heads we all want to have love and partnership and unity friendship entertainment we we so many things we can agree on but because of this environmental social governance agenda that couples with Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, all of these groups of unelected officials and bureaucrats have found the way to put us firmly under their boot as a collective. Here's an article from the Washington Examiner An an opinion piece by uh, Caitlin Richardson. Headline, woke capital using ESG to circumvent Congress. Republicans warn. Republicans are attempting to curtail the influence of environmental, social... (laughs) Let's start again. Me, 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 me. Republicans are attempting to curtail the influence of environmental, social, and governance standards... Which activists frequently use to pressure companies into promoting a, vi- a variety of leftist political causes. One-third of investment assets in the United States are now managed using ESG criteria, MarketWatch reported, in November 2020. As of 2020, 30,38 investors, together representing over 103 trillion dollars, 103 trillion dollars had signed on to the United Nations Principles for Responsible Investment, a commitment to incorporate ESG into company practices. The World Economic Forum reported at its May 2022 annual meeting in Davos that 70 companies have adopted stakeholder capitalism metrics. This is what the gentlemen were speaking of in the cold open. A set of standards drafted by 120 of the largest companies to bring greater comparability and consistency to the reporting of ESG disclosures. Creating better reporting was also on the agenda for business leaders at the meeting. ESG metrics are widespread but not standardized. A frequently cited MIT study found that ESG ratings from KLD, Sustainalytics, Moody's ESG, s and Global Refinitiv and MSCI, six large score providers, diverge significantly. The authors say this makes evaluating companies, according to ESG standards, difficult. So this is how big money, hedge funds, BlackRock, etc. are forcing companies to apply woke standards. That's the social part of ESG. But the environmental comes first because that's the smokescreen. We're meant to believe that these companies that are manipulating the world and worrying Republicans, according to this article, are just trying to save us. And doesn't that couple into the whole scam as we know it? Everybody's fully on board with Pride Month. And why? Not because they shouldn't be on board with Pride Month, but because they don't care. I know they don't care. you don't you know they don't care. We all know that these massive companies don't give a rip about pride or racial equality or even environmental responsibility. The only reason. They claim to care about things is because they think that it's going to net them more profits. Which, spoiler alert, is all companies care about. The only thing. Massive profits. And increasing profits every quarter. But they push this messaging out. To try to fool us, to make us think, oh, look, see, they're on board with pride. Oh, see, they're on board with racial equality and climate change. And it's a bunch of nonsense. They use that messaging to try to fool us, just like they use that messaging to their shareholders and stakeholders to manipulate them into investing their money in these companies that have a high ESG score. And that's why it's so critically important to understand that this was the driving force behind removing uh, SpaceX and Tesla and Elon Musk's companies from this ESG scoreboard and to then taking them out of the ETFs and and any other country, not country, (laughs) any other company that tries to stand up for what's right to do the right thing, what, what they believe is the right thing, will suffer the consequences of going against the flow. Because, see, while we, the population, the serfs, the rubes, the plebs, are trying to decentralize things, the elite globalist leadership is trying to centralize everything. And that was one of their shining accomplishments with COVID. All the small and mid-sized businesses that went under because of the COVID lockdowns, that's a huge victory for these giant hedge funds like BlackRock. Fewer people to try to control. That's why the giant push for censorship. Fewer people to try to control. Fewer messages to manipulate and control. If they just de-platform all of us, well, then they can have one centralized, unified message that they say is the truth. And if you try to speak out against it, well, then you're doomed. You're removed. You're ruined. This is the goal. From the Washington Times, Musk write to call ESG a scam. An opinion article from uh, May 30th by Adam Brandon. Elon Musk took to Twitter this month to speak the truth. ESG is a scam. Attacks from left-wing whacktivists ensued while Mr. Musk sat back and grabbed his popcorn, clearly relishing the outrage and woke backlash. But But for every blue check criticizing Mr. Musk, there were just as many people cheering him on, applauding this voice of reason and courage emerging from the muck of business leaders who have embraced environmental, social, and governance standards to appease the woke. What drove Mr. Musk to point out this truth to his more than 94 million Twitter followers is the fact that Tesla failed to make the S&P 500 ESG index. This index is a broad-based, market-cap-weighted index that is designed to measure the performance of securities meeting sustainability criteria while maintaining similar overall industry group weights as the S&P 500. Translated, this list is meant to highlight, highlight the largest publicly traded companies in the U.S. that adhere to ESG standards. These standards include sustainability initiatives, the E, how well the company promotes social causes within and without, the S, and the diversity of a company's staff as well as the quality of the code of conduct it enforces. The G. So how is this used to manipulate companies? Okay, so they have these ESG standards, and they're promoted. I mean, if you go, in, go into your search engine and type in best ESG companies, article after article after article, the top 10, the top 20, the top 30, all of these companies that you should be putting your money into because they're so environmental and social and governance- <laughs> So then these ESG scores are used to build the ETFs which are basically buckets full of these great companies that you can invest you, you throw your money into the bucket and you get little sh- you know you get shares of all of these it's it's meant to streamline and that's in money managing that's probably not a good term. So if your company doesn't adhere to whatever made-up standards this whack job decides on, well, then you don't get to be in these ETFs. And worse, if you are so bad that BlackRock decides that they're going to sell off all of your shares, well, then your company is effectively bankrupt and ruined. And it's the same way that they push politicians and... Probably unelected leaders and non-government organizations, even down to the local level with these uh, uh, trumped up, for lack of a better word, uh, protests and riots and staged events that trick us into thinking that this is how the world really is on a grand scale when it's really not the truth. I'll be back. Goodbye. Goodbye.